Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Legal Management Talk, the official podcast of the Association of Legal Administrators. I'm your host, Valerie Danner. Today, you'll be hearing from ALA member Jill Maganza Ruiz. She's a senior HR talent executive with more than 20 years' experience in the legal industry and is currently the HR director for Dettons and is based in the firm's New York office. Welcome, Jill. It's great to have you on the show. Likewise, great to be here. Thanks for having me. So tell us a little bit about yourself and your work. Sure. Uh, I am the HR director for Denton's US LLP. Um, Denton's is the largest law firm in the world. Uh, My responsibility is for much of the United States region. So uh, we have about 2,000 employees and contractors who support us. And I have a team of about 25 people who help me support uh, the firm in the U.S. and our clients. Um, We cover all of human resources, so anything from learning and development to uh, compensation, uh, immigration, mobility. Uh, We work closely with uh, colleagues uh, in uh, our legal recruiting teams, in our diversity and inclusion teams, Uh, We're focused on reporting and analysis and and all that good stuff that comes through HR. I think most particularly and and most recently, we've really uh, had a close focus on talent development and particularly in these these last six months or so, hard to believe it's been six months, um, really focused on ensuring that our people, our talent have the skills uh, necessary to effectively perform their jobs in, in, you know, a relatively new environment. Our September cover story for legal management discusses how to handle a micromanager. And I think working in that situation is something everyone experiences at some point in their career. Has it been something you find yourself coaching employees through? Yes, definitely. And I think it's more prevalent with new managers, um, regardless of, of the area, the, the area they support, regardless of the industry in which they work. You know, new new managers we find tend to become managers because they've excelled at their function. So whether that's a human resources function or an accounting function or, or any other area, they 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 excel um, and have performed very strongly at that role. But when you become a manager um, and you become a people manager in particular, it does require a, a bit of a different skill set. The role requires a different skill set. And it's not necessarily one that you would have learned on your way to manager. And, you know, when we think about training for some of our new managers, and as I've talked with colleagues about things they've done uh, for their new managers in terms of training and development, a common theme that I often hear is, you know, how we allow them and how we train them to delegate and not to micromanage and to empower the people who they are now responsible for managing. So it absolutely is something that that I help address and that members of my team help address and that I'm also, you know, hearing about in other organizations. 
So with the pandemic, um, more employees are working outside of the office. Um, have managers who had previously worked smoothly with the reports veered into micromanaging in the remote environment? Uh, I think there's definitely more contact between managers and the teams they support in this remote environment. Um, and, you know, for good or for bad, uh, I think we're we're certainly seeing one another more with, uh, you know, the I, I won't say introduction, but with the the increased utilization of apps like Zoom and BlueJeans and Skype and Microsoft Teams, where we're obviously, you know, we we have the ability to stay in touch with one another more frequently. I wouldn't say necessarily that it's micromanaging, uh, but I do think that uh, there is a closer level of of interaction. And perhaps in some cases that can border uh, on the employee, at least feeling as though he or she is being managed uh, more closely because their manager is is checking in with them uh, on a more regular basis, on a more frequent basis. It definitely makes sense. Um, so what do you think is the number one piece of advice you'd give to new employees who are finding themselves in the situation? Um, I think for a manager, for, for, you know, for a manager who sees that he or she is micromanaging or, or is hearing from an employee, their employees, that the employee feels they're micromanaging. I think the first step is to take a step back and, and to reflect as, as the manager. Think about and truly give thought to why you're staying in such close touch with that employee, why you're staying so involved in the work that the employee is doing. Is, is there a concern on your part that the employee doesn't have the the skills or the abilities to perform his or her job, and so you believe that you need to be there as as a uh, as a cushion or, or to support or to ensure that the work is getting done. Is it that uh, you know you believe the employee could potentially do a good job but just isn't there yet, or is it because you just have a difficult time letting go? And you know, again, going back to my earlier comment about you know being able to delegate. Delegation to employees allows them the opportunity to uh, to grow and to develop and and to make mistakes. And you know, managers have to feel comfortable allowing people to make mistakes. And and obviously, I say that with the caveat that you know certain mistakes we we can't make or don't want to make. But you know, I think managers have to ask themselves why they feel as though they need to be so closely involved in what the employee is doing to truly understand why they're why they're micromanaging. So say someone listening to this recording right now is recognizing some of these traits in themselves as and they might have those micromanaging tendencies. Is there something you recommend to help them get on a better track? Um, you know, I think one of the first things they, they can do is, is, again, take that step back and reflect a bit, understand why, try to understand uh, themselves, why they feel as though they have to be so immersed in the work that they're employees doing, um, you know, reach out to HR and or, or your development team or, or if you have a mentor, your mentor and, you know, have a dialogue about it. Is it truly because the employee in the role is not performing to standard? And if so, then that's a separate issue and an, an important issue that needs to be addressed, but but a little bit different than, than just your micromanaging as, as the manager. Um, and if you do believe that you have a strong employee in the role, you know, think about steps that you can take, that you can consciously take to step out of some of that day to day and, and allow the employee to work a little bit more autonomously. 
So on the other side of that, if a manager is correct about their employee having performance issues, how can you help them to address the situation without continuing the friction with the employee? So I think in that case, you definitely want to reach out to your HR team, at least in my organization, our our recommendation would be to reach out to one of our HR business partners and, you know, let's have a dialogue about what those performance concerns are. Oftentimes, performance concerns can be quickly and effectively addressed if they are um, and, and resolved if they are addressed sooner than later. So if the concern is that the employee is not performing up to par, uh, that there is a concern with, with one aspect of the employee's performance, reach out to human resources or whomever appropriate in your organization, identify what those issues are, and then think about ways that you can help the employee over overcome those issues. Is it some internal mentoring? Is it some coaching, one-on-one -on -one or group coaching? Um, are there you know, even online programs that the employee can take? Sometimes it's just a matter of having a dialogue with the employee, but I, I'm a strong believer that transparency is key in situations like that. So starting that dialogue is is really very important. Do you think there's ever a point where the employee and manager just reach an impasse and are unable to work it out? I, I think there probably are. I, I think there absolutely are instances where that might happen. Uh, I think before you get to that point, whether you're the manager or the employee, and, and hopefully you know the manager is able to recognize it sooner, um, you know, he or she would reach out to, again, let's say their, their HR department and, you know, try to come up with a solution that can help address that, that, that friction. You know, it, it's as a manager, you, you want to and need to continue developing yourself. And part of that is stepping out of some of the tactical work and leaving that to your team and for the team, for the employee. Um, as a manager, your responsibility is to allow them to develop and to, again, make mistakes and learn from the mistakes. So having a, a, a conversation, a dialogue with them, being transparent with them is key. But if you find that that just isn't getting you sort of across that finish line, then you absolutely, I, I would recommend reaching out to somebody on the HR team who uh, may be able to look at the look at the situation a little bit more objectively and, and offer some uh, valuable tips to to help address those uh, those concerns. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to sit down with me today, Jill. I know you're very busy. Well, it's absolutely a pleasure. I love talking uh, about HR and, and HR-related issues, Valerie, so I appreciate the invite to chat with you. Right. Well, thank you so much. And as a reminder, the current issue of Legal Management featuring our cover story on this topic is now available at LegalManagement.org. And thanks to our listeners and subscribers for tuning in. As always, you can learn more about ALA at ALANet.org. Until next time. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.